Welcome to another edition of the NCBI podcast. I'm June Tinsley, Head of Communications and Advocacy with NCBI. Uh, and today I have a very special guest. I have uh, Maura Moore McCoon on the line with me. Uh, and I'm very excited to hear all about her um, science project that she has been involved in. Um, very welcome, Maura, and thank you very much for taking the time to have a chat with me. Thank you, June. Um, for the benefit of our, our, our listeners, you can uh, hear that uh, Moore is probably one of the, our youngest guests that we've had on the podcast. Um, she is a third year student based in, in Dublin, but I'll let her tell you all about herself. So over to you, Moore. OK, thank you. Um, so, hi, my name is Moore. I'm a 15 year old student in the King's Hospital, Dublin. And I'm a visually impaired person. I was briefly introduced to coding in primary school. And as a CTYI student, I completed a course in Python. A year later, I completed a course in app design using MIT App Inventor. And I used the skills that I learned to design BitBot. And more just before we get into the whole VipMod project that you have designed, um, I suppose you've mentioned there that you're, you are interested in, in technology from a, a very young age. Um, and I suppose, can I ask you, what piece of tech device is your go-to must-have um, aid in order to help you uh, get out and about in life in general? Um, well, in general, I suppose this is probably very stereotypical of a 15-year-old teenager, but um, I always bring my phone with me whenever I'm going anywhere. Um, I suppose it's just basically my way of communicating to my parents to let them know where I am and to be able to uh, contact my friends and my um, that's yeah really my uh, must-have technology device. I was expecting you to say that in fairness just like <laughs> every other 15 year old in the world. Yeah. Um, and you're on with me today to speak explicitly about your VipMod project so firstly if you can explain what does VipMod stand for um, and how did the idea come about? Okay, so uh, VipMod stands for Visually Impaired Persons Moving Object Detector. And uh, how it came about, it was really, because as a visually impaired person, I would find it really hard to see oncoming vehicles such as cars or e-scooters. So this difficulty led me to design VipMod. Uh, several times I've nearly been involved in a car accident as I didn't realise a car was approaching. I would usually rely on my hearing to detect any oncoming cars, but with the recent technology of electric cars, which are almost silent, I sometimes find it very difficult to know if a vehicle is approaching. So basically, VipMod is an app or a device that alerts the user of any nearby vehicles and calculates the distance between the user and the vehicle using both audible and visual alerts. I initially developed and tested three prototypes using microbits, which are pocket-sized computers. This project received a highly commended award in BT on Scientist 2022, and I was absolutely delighted to receive this award. I'm sure you I, were, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I developed my project further into an app, which calculates the distance between the two users. It uses several functions such as text-to-speech, voice recognition and dark mode, which makes it more accessible to visually impaired students. 
for users, sorry. The app sends visual and audio alerts to users detected in the vicinity, calculating the distance between them. I entered SciFest in May this year, and I won the best project award in my region. I'm going to compete in the SciFest Nationals this November. I'm really looking forward to it. And best of luck with it. And can I ask you, with the um, device you are producing, is that to detect moving objects as well as stationary? Or is it just stationary objects? Well, it's just stationary. It's just uh, moving objects, basically any sort of vehicle or road user. So um, if you're you would use it if you were a pedestrian, if you were a cyclist, if you drove an e-scooter. Um, but for me, the idea really started from um, detect detecting cars approaching. And talk to us a little bit about the three different ways that you have used and developed the the um, app and the uh, device from the research I did. I could see you used sound waves or you used magnetic fields and talk to us a little bit about that. those um, yeah. ways that you, you use, so the, use it. So the first prototype um, uses, um, it. there's a sensor in the micro bit that um, can measure the magnetic strength of an object. So basically, this prototype, um, it uses a magnetic object, which would represent a car, and then the micro bit would be worn by the user. And based on the varying magnetic strength, the micro bit would send an alert to the user to tell them um, how uh, close the magnetic object is to you. Um, though, obviously, this uh, prototype could not work in real life situations as not all moving objects are magnetic. True. <laughs> um, so I moved on to my second prototype, which uses radio signals. So basically, um, both users would wear a microbit and the microbits are constantly sending radio signals to each other. And then the microbit is able to determine the signal strength of the uh, radio signal it's received, and that corresponds to uh, the distance. And then the micro, micro bit will be able to alert the user using visual and audible signals. Um, and then to further add to the second prototype, I developed my third prototype, which uses an ultrasonic uh, detector. So basically an ultrasonic detector uses ultrasonic sound waves uh, to detect the distance between it and an object. Um, so I combined really the second prototype using radio waves with uh, the ultrasonic detector. So the pedestrian would wear the ultrasonic detector on their shoulder um, or and they would be able to tell when a, a, a approaching object is coming and they would or sorry, a fast moving object is approaching. So They would be able to use the fast-moving objects, such as a car, and then the car yes. and the pedestrian would be aware of each other. And then um, I developed my fourth pro prototype, my fourth and prototype, most developed prototype, which is the app. Um, I used MIT App Inventor to um, program this, and basically it uses GPS to calculate the distance between the two users. 
And as I said before, it uses several functions such as text-to-speech, voice recognition and dark mode. This makes it just more accessible um, uh, to visually impaired users. Um, so yeah, the, so at the moment I'm just uh, testing my prototypes and uh, developing them and improving them. So yeah. And talk to us more, how, how are you testing them? Are you testing them on a, a, a pool of friends who are blind or vision impaired or is it um, just yourself or, or, or how are you going about testing it? Uh, yeah, well, um, I would Basically, the, the way I would um, test the app, for example, is I would uh, have my my mum and my dad driving a car and then I would uh, volunteer, such as myself or some of my friends would um, have the phone. And at the, the way that the at the stage that my app is at now, um, both both users have to download this app in, in for order to work. Okay. Um, so what happens is that the the pedestrian would would be able to calculate the distance on the app, and I would be testing to see first of all how accurate the app is, as in is it able to to detect the distance between the two users accurately, and then also is it able to send um, visual and audible signals to the user. And by audible signal, do, do you mean that? Um a, a beep would get louder the closer the vehicle is or something like that? Yeah, well, <clears throat> sorry. Um, I use a text-to-speech function, so literally what it does is it just uh, says there is another user X amount of meters away. And it would okay. also vibrate as well. And what if the uh, pedestrian is using their uh, phone and is listening to Spotify or something? Um, while out and about, will the will that compromise the functionality of the app you're developing? Um, well, no, we haven't. I haven't tested it yet with um, a person using another app. Well, the app is in the the VipMod app is in the background, but it would appear as a floating notification. So, and it would still um, it would still like vibrate and uh, call out the distance to you. Okay, great. It sounds really, really innovative, to be fair, Maura, and it's, it sounds that there's plenty of scope there for it to be expanded further um, and increase the, the confidence of people who are blind or vision impaired to, to get out and about safely um, to make sure that they're uh, alert to, to moving objects. And can I ask, what do you believe is, is crucial to improving the, the walking experience um, of people who are blind or vision impaired in the community? Um, well, really, from my experience, many motorists and road users aren't aware of how challenging it can be for a visually impaired person to navigate urban or rural areas. So I think if people could be made more aware of these challenges, they could improve road safety for everyone. And I also think that technology is constantly improving and devices such as electronic walking canes um, are becoming more popular and more frequently used. I also think that pavements or paths should be just used for pedestrians because a lot of the time they're used by cyclists and e-scooters. Yes. And I find that sometimes if they're parked on the side of the pavement, I I almost I trip over them. I'd find it really hard. <laughs> you just uh, so I think that really legislation 
should be just introduced to enforce this. I agree. Yeah. Um, and it, interestingly, the, the e-scooter legislation has only just finished going through the Oireachtas um, and they, they didn't put in an explicit ban in to the use of e-scooters on, on footpaths. So it means now that the um, local authorities are going to have to put it into their kind of rules and regulations to enforce it. Uh, because as you rightly say, it, it does genuinely compromise the safety of people who are blind or vision impaired or other pedestrians. Um, yeah. As e-scooters are can't be heard, and uh, they uh, and, and bicycles parked up against poles could slip down and, and pose a trip hazard, and all those kind of things um, that can compromise people's ability to to get out and about safely. And do you think technology, uh, in terms of other apps or um, other um, <clears throat> devices that you you personally use, um, have improved in in the recent past to make sure people can get about safely? Um, well, yeah, I, I think that um, technology has become such a big part of everyday life that, you know, it's, it's bound to impact mobility for everyone. I think there's a huge amount of research being carried out um, in urban environments, such as smart GCU and on autonomous cars. I think this will ultimately help visually impaired people. Using recent, recent technology such as LIDAR, urban environments can become more easily navigated by visually impaired people. Also, autonomous cars using LIDAR are able to detect any pedestrians within their vicinity. So I, I hope my VipBot app will be able to further enhance this by allowing pedestrians to detect fast moving autonomous cars. Also, I hope that the combination of LIDAR and VipBot will allow visually impaired people live a safer and more independent life. I hope so. That's certainly the, the aim of both your app and so many other um, developments that are out there to make sure people can um, feel more, more safe. Um, and I suppose, do you feel autonomous cars are on the horizon or are they still um, a fair bit down the line before there'll be common usage on our streets, do you reckon? Um, well, I feel that... Um I really feel that they, they, while there would be um, more, a little bit more to go, I feel in the next five or ten years, I'd, I'd say they'd be on the roads and people would be using them quite regularly. I mean, I think, um, if I'd be right in saying this, that uh, some, uh, some road users in America would use autonomous cars or semi-autonomous cars already. So I think, yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, the future generation of cars, really. <laughs> is going to be autonomous cars. Yeah, yeah it's certainly um, on, in the pipeline. Um, let's hope they're they're good for the environment as well. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers I, crossed. Yeah. And I tell think, us more, you mentioned um, earlier on about going to the um, competition in November. Where is that yeah. taking place? Uh, that's taking place in the Merino Conference Centre uh, in Dublin. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's on the... Sorry. The other, who are the other kind of competitors um, in your field in this space? Do you know? Um, <clears throat> well, there's uh, throughout Ireland. There's uh, sixteen regions, and uh, each region uh, holds a SciFest at college competition. So, um, I won my region, which is uh, TU Tala, Dublin Tala, 
Um, and basically the, the winner of the best project award from each region uh, goes to the national finals. Uh, so, I'm, this, these are, I'm, uh, sorry? I, I'm sure your science teacher is absolutely um, enthralled to see uh, your um, interest in, in this subject. Uh, is there much, um, is there a technology and science department in your school? Uh, yeah, there is. There's a technology and science department in the school. And, um, they've actually been really helpful and supportive to me throughout the uh, the course of developing my my project. I actually I really enjoy science, and I do technology as a choice subject in in school, and I really enjoy it. It's obviously where your your strengths lie. It's it sounds <laughs> as if it comes very naturally to you. More fair play to you. For now, say um, very much. Thank you very much, Maura, for taking the time to have a chat with us um, about the your project VipMod, um, and I hope it wins in the the competition in November. Um, delighted to uh, learn all about it and and the progress it can give to people who are blind or vision impaired to help them navigate safely. So best of luck with it, and and thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much, June. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. And as always, to our listeners, if they're interested in learning more about NCBI services, please contact our info line 1-800-911-250 or alternatively jump onto our website ncbi.ie.